Hello everyone, I'm Sue Clark and I'll be your host today. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast for Refugee Week at the University of Salford. Refugee Week is an annual festival which celebrates the contribution, creativity and resilience of refugees. This year the theme is We Cannot Walk Alone. I'm joined by one of our alumni, Mohammed Ali Sala, who did a BA in social work at Salford. And we're going to get Mohammed's thoughts on a range of topics centred around being a refugee, their experiences, and hopefully also discuss refugee contributions in the UK. Mohammed, thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me here to participate this great day of uh, World Refugee Day. Indeed, it's a great day for me because I was a refugee and live in a refugee camp for almost 24 years of my life. This day always reminds me everything about the hard life that I've not chosen for, because no one chooses to be a refugee. It is the circumstances that make people a refugee. And I really appreciate the opportunity you give me to speak in this event. Oh, Mohammed, we really appreciate you talking to us today. It's fantastic to have you here. Um, and to start off with, could we get your thoughts on who is a refugee? It has like different definitions about refugee, like simple ways, like refugee people who have been forced to flee their country because of persecution or violence against them. And they are seeking asylum in another country to get the safety and to practice their human rights, freedom. Thank you. Thanks, Mohammed. And, and, and a very good example of a refugee is me speaking to you now. Because uh, about like 30 years ago, as a young child, together with my family, we fled army conflict and civil war in Somalia to Kenya to seek protection. We were welcome and luckily we got sanctuary in the Dab refugee camp in Kenya, of which later became the world largest refugee camp in the world. But it's not the uh, largest world refugee at the moment. There are other camps that are given the name world largest refugees. It is a protectorate camp where I grew up and spent most of my life from little access to basic needs. It's like there's a poor housing that are made up of sticks, mud. We normally collect like very little food every 15 days from a food distribution that was done by WFB, World Food Program. Life was extremely hard beyond imagination in the camp. And that's where I grew up until I got resettled to the UK as a refugee in 2014 through Gateway Program. Wow. Um, gosh, so many questions to ask you around that, Mohammed. I mean, one of them, you know, how do you keep yourself going in that sort of situation? And also, do you think there's a lot of confusion and misunderstanding about who is a refugee in the UK? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, this is like... Politically, emotionally, there's a lot of issue around refugee, the name refugee or immigrant. There's like a red flag around the name refugee or immigrant, where the emotional kind of goodwill of the people of the world is concerned. There seems to be like a fence around the name refugee. When you hear the name refugee, people think like, oh, these people, they are like troubled people, difficult people. It's like an example because we need to be accountable of our government. We need to be accountable. As I'm talking now, I'm British citizen. I need to be accountable to the government, what they're doing in the foreign, because their troops out at the time. Politically, it's another story. But though they are there on humanitarian mission, the result is mostly bad. People on the other side of the world think these 
people are very difficult and bad people to deal with. So the response has been like slow to come. Whereas like it has been a little more optimistic. We think that just just the media problem, the refugee confusion and misunderstanding is the media problem. That is like an image branding problem. Therefore, the good men and men, women in the Great Britain or the world need to work hard to counter those negative concepts that people think refugees are. I know it is tough sell, but let us work together and bring this to an end. So refugees are just like me and you, refugees, just a normal person, but the circumstances made them to be a refugee. Thanks, Mohammed. What do you think are some of the challenges refugees face when they migrate from their home countries to receive sanctuary in another country? What are the main challenges? I, mean, I can uh, think of so many. Yeah, I can think so many too. Yeah, uh, the first barrier is language because if you don't know the language, you always have trouble with everything. Environment when you move from a place to another place, particularly like where I come from, it was like nearly 40 degrees centigrade, and here it's, sometimes it's like zero or you can see snow. Never seen snow in my life until I came to the UK. So environment is also a challenge. Cultural, uh, the system also has its own barrier. Because if you don't know the system, then you will have a lot of trouble also. So refugees face a lot of difficult, even when they come to the country or to the third world or get resettled to another country until they got into the system or understand the, the country's language. So in terms of that system, Mohammed, what sort of help do refugees get with, like you say, I and mean, it's such a difficult system for any any to sort of get through and understand and get the right advice. Did you, did the refugees get that help to uh, work, work around that system? Depends. Uh, there are people, if I can make the refugees into two sections. One, people who come through like my program, the program that I came through, Gateway Support Group, Gateway Protection. And the people who come here to the country on their own way and seek asylum and got refugee. So those who come through the legal way, the program that is funded by the government and UNHCR, once they come here, this organization that are already ready to support them. They take them to a shelter. They look after them for like 12 months, although it is not enough, but at least it's better than none. So they make the people to understand the system. They apply benefit. They apply school for the children. They register with GB. These are the kind of supports they do provide. But the people who come to who seek asylum and get refugee status after that, sometimes they may struggle to get into the system. It's always difficult. But they try their best. But for them to be the best, as a, a citizen of the country, we need to come, put our heads together and not leave anyone behind. We need everyone to be on board and we want our country to be great and help the other people also. Yeah. So how do you think we could improve those systems, Mohammed? What would be the biggest change that we need to make? Uh, people need to understand that uh, refugees are just normal people. Just yeah. a normal person like us. For example, I'm a big fan of hard work. I like refugees to create their own initiative and do understand. I do understand they do require assistance to settle well fast. But if the government create like a programs that make these people settle well in the country, for example, uh, once they like the people who come through gateway program, once they can. They got that 12 months support from Refugee Action. 
So within that 12 months, the government can increase the services, include like language services, include like orientation services, cultural orientation and all that, so that people can understand the system more, so they can prosper. Uh, a good example is those who are resettled to US, they, are, they were living in the refugee camp, but they were resettled to US, for example, they become self-reliant and some even become successful entrepreneurs. I found that very inspiring. I'm very optimistic that too will happen here in the UK, but it will take time. People say it is gradual process and there are stages that new arrivals will pass before they get into that state. However, all we need is that people need to understand the system and people work together and government create, bring, you know, a good strategy. So after the 12 months, these people can stand on their feet and do their own things. Brilliant. Thanks, Mohammed. So thinking back to your time in that camp, what were your dreams and ambitions? And broader than that, what are the dreams and ambitions of refugees? I mean, I think you've covered that a little bit, but again, just thinking about yourself and maybe... Yeah, uh, life in a refugee uh, sort of is strongly affected one's sense of identity because I was always thinking of to get a passport to become a national. can travel anywhere I want. In the refugee camp, in that 24 years I spent in the refugee camp, it was very hard for me to travel out of that camp because it was like a combined area. You're not allowed to go out of the country, out of the country, live out of the country, out of that camp. It is like smaller than like, you know, where the University of Salford is, something of that sort, then you're not allowed to go out. If you go out, you will be asked an identity card, which we haven't because we are refugees. So my dream was to own an identity that can allow me to travel and see the world and to go for education, learn something new, get know to other people in the world. These were like my dreams. And once I came to the UK, I got all this access of my right and I was I'm, I'm a valued member of the public now. And I wish everyone to be seen as valued and not less. Those are my dreams that I just think of, and I'm sure a lot of other people down there are thinking of. Brilliant. Thanks, Mohammed. In terms of, of your social work qualification, then, is how are you intending to use that? Uh, the people, especially the community I'm from now, uh, there's like stigma around, there's like a lot of branding because the, the system and the people have like their enemy to each because there's misunderstanding between them and this is one, the language. So the reason why I used to become a social worker is to bridge this gap and bring these people closer to the system so that they, the social work and the social services can understand the people, what their needs are. Because there was a good example once we uh, the early year, I think it was like my first year when I first came to the UK and I met with a gentleman. His, his identity was taken by a social worker yeah. because uh, he had like issue around FGM. Then the man could not understand the language. They said, we, we had as uh, information leading to that you did an FGM to your daughter. But that happened outside the country and it was regarded as a normal in where I come from. But we know people need to be taught this is not acceptable in this country. 
it's not this like you know a way to tell these people, but not like in uh, like we are not a military, you know. Social workers are not military. Mm-hmm. They need to be you know sympathetic. They need to wear the shoes of the person and understand the situation. I know the social work is not meant for this newly arrived people. It is some it's an existing body that was there to support the vulnerable people, but we are just like intruders. So we need also to understand, the social workers also need to understand us so yes. that we better fully understand and work together. It's a really good point, Mohammed. Yeah. So having services that are culturally sensitive, understanding of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. that's a really, really, really good point. Um, I've just got, I think, one last question. It'd be good to discuss refugee contributions in the UK. Is there a famous refugee story you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, it's not always easy for a newly arrived refugee to start uh, supporting uh, or contributing to the country. I know there are newly arrived refugees who contributed uh, to the country, but it's not very great because these people need a lot of you know, inputs for them to contribute and understand the system. I know a few of them that are making positive contribution in the different sectors at the moment. I know a few friends that work for NHS, social service, teaching, bank, and so on. They they are making, but it's like a meritocracy. People need to be fast <laughs> to be empowered. People need to be invested to be taught. You, you cannot just go to the farm and say, I need to harvest mango without first, you know, making this mango to grow and ready to produce the fruits. But they are are doing it, yeah, I know. Thank you, Mohammed. Is there there anything else you want to speak about today? Any other stories you want to share? There are, there are a lot, but (laughs) because (laughs) of the time. (laughs) I know, yeah, there are some topics that I would have just talked about because as we celebrate this great day today, I, I would like to take this opportunity to tell my fellow citizens of this Great Britain. In 2019 and 20, there was like around 13 billion on international aid. Politically, is another story. I don't want to go. I'm not a politician, but we need to accountable to our government that our hard earning should not be misused and go to the hands of human rights violators. Because... For example, in the country that I'm from, if you see the government and where they live in, just like a perimeter of like less than one kilometer, there are people dying for hunger, and these people, they're living in a luxury. It's not a money that they earn. It's not a money that they deserve. They need to equally distribute and bring peace to the country. So I'm telling my fellow citizens, let's be all accountable to our government and know where this one is going. You're working now, your shift, you're finishing, it is too hard, you're, you're paying all your bills. So we need also to put this money to, to, to understand where this one is going to. Oh, thank yeah. you, Mohammed. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for your time. And thank you to everybody who's tuned in to listen to the podcast. I really hope this podcast marks Refugee Week and helps us increase our understanding of forced migration. It's so important to start conversations which recognise the contribution, creativity and resilience of refugees. So thank you so much, Mohammed. 
You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you.